right. So Matt, this past week, I think I went to what I believe to be your favorite city on earth, or at least in America, San Diego. Yes. The finer city. You would think it would be the finest. Is there a the finer city? If I'm not mistaken, it is, uh, it's either finer city or finest. If I were them, I'd go with finest because finer is inferring that there is in fact a finest, uh, its nickname is officially Ah America's finest city. It was that, that wasn't your first time in San or was it your first time in San Diego? It was my first time in San yeah, Diego. It was my second time in Southern California because I was in LA. Because for you were not way. you were not part of BOP whenever Jeremy. Although this is an important moment in Nathan Nathan history, uh, Jer, Jeremy twerking on the midway. I don't think this can count for a tweet of the week because it's a YouTube video and it is from a decade ago. But 2011 Tech Football goes to the Poinsettia Bowl. And because of that, they send a whole band against uh, TCU. TCU. Yeah, that that was the thing. I saw that video and went, huh, maybe marching band in college would be fun. So I went and talked to the band director, J-Rob, the next day. Or not the next day. Soon after. Shouts out, J-Rod. The next day. The next day, five minutes later. Yeah, and had it not been for me watching that video and having Jeremy Scott twerk on the USS Midway. This podcast might not exist. This podcast would not exist. Exactly. San Diego is the reason for the season. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. And last week, Evan held down the fort and joked that he had killed us off and jokes on him because we killed him off this week. We did. He's he's gone. He's gone. He's dead. And we nothing, gave him food poisoning, I think, based on his messages about why he wasn't able to join. I don't know how he got sick. Maybe he had an overdose of soy at the Dave Matthews Band concert. That would explain everything. Yes. But Evan will not be joining us. And maybe that's a good thing because... It, I don't think that we had a, ter- a terribly great week. Yeah, well, Evan was enjoying the smooth jazz of the Dave Matthews band. I don't actually know. Of it's what, definitely not a it's jazz. Not just jazz. I know that. The the dulcet tones of the Dave Matthews band. Tech was losing yes. two or three to UTSA. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. Yeah, and Matt, you said you weren't able to watch the games this weekend. Um, speaking of, I need to go cancel my Kusa.tv membership because we don't need it anymore. No, we do not. And we might not need a baseball team anymore. That seems no, we like a stretch. We, we, st- we still have some games. To, we at least have a, we have two games to play at minimum. It's just been a tough year, and I'm glad that it's... The regular season's over now, right? Yes. And what is the Louisiana Tech baseball team record right now? The record is two games below 500 is how we end the yeah. season uh, with a record of 27 and 29. I just don't get it, man. I mean, maybe... maybe We'll have a lot more to discuss about that whenever the season's over. But yeah. it, Maybe it's next t- week, depending on how far we go in the tournament, we may do a season sure. recap, or if we have a lot to talk about next week, and you know, maybe a regional to, pre- to preview. I can't get through that with a straight Imagine. Face. Um, Imagine. Then, uh, yeah, we, we may end up regional. having more to talk about. And then Nathan's having to scramble to get to Omaha? Yeah. I, yeah, well, it, let's... Yeah, let's jump into the UTSA series, because... Matt, I, I think we talked off air. You weren't able to watch it. I think I mentioned earlier, you haven't been able to watch any of the games uh, over yeah. this weekend. The Thursday game was 
Interesting. It was exciting I heard in it, the modern definition the one, of the sport. Yeah, is this the one where there was quite a few hits yes. between both teams? Yes. Um, I kept superficially right field dogs kept me uh, kept me updated. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the totals off at the end. Uh, but to jump through from the beginning, this was Jonathan Fincher, the pitcher's last game at the Love Shack, and sadly, it was not his greatest. Over three and two thirds innings, Fincher gave up nine runs on nine hits. Alex Sparks comes in and gets out of the fourth without any more damage, but in the fifth, he just loses it, throwing 12 balls in a row to load wow. the bases. And someone's in on the take. Yeah. Caden <laughs> Copeland walks in a run, coming in relief, but then gives up a two RBI single, and now it's 13 to eight midway through the fifth. Yeah, those eight runs, the tech bats weren't exactly quiet Thursday evening either. Four straight singles to open the game, and then a Philip Matulia grand slam to make sure they all count. Add in a three-run home run by Dalton Davis, and that's how Tech is only down five in the fifth. Well, halfway through the fifth, because in the bottom of that same inning, Dalton Davis hits his second home run in two innings to score three runs. And the next pitch goes over the right field wall as well, courtesy of one Ethan Bates. And suddenly it's a one run ball game, 13 to 12. The roller coaster. In the fifth. UTSA expands its lead to two in the sixth, but thanks to a bases loaded error by the Roadrunner shortstop in the seventh, Dalton Davis is able to cross the plate and make it a one run game again. Then in the eighth, Darius Myers reaches and advances to second on another error by that same shortstop by UTSA, moves to third on a grounder, and then comes home to tie the game on a single. A couple roadrunners reach in the ninth, but neither team can prevent extra innings from happening. UTSA goes 1-2-3 in the tenth, and a lone McLeod single is all the Bulldogs can muster in the bottom half. And we head to the 11th. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago, Ethan Bates gets sent out for his third inning of relief and just struggles. He ends up getting shelled. A walk and two home runs ends his night. Tech was able to make some noise in the bottom half, but we're only able to play two runs. And the Roadrunners win the marathon. 11 inning game, 18 to 16. My Lord. Yeah. The, the stats from this one, 34 total runs, 11 innings, 37 hits. Four and a quarter hours long. Oh, wow. I guess at least we were entertained. Yeah, I got your money's worth if you paid that, what was it, 12 bucks a month for Kusa TV or, or a ticket <sighs> to the game. Yeah, it's just kind of sad to see with Jonathan Fincher ending his uh, Love Shack career, at least, with one of his worst starting performances. Uh, I mean, UTSA is one of the best hitting teams in the conference, if not just the best hitting team in the conference. But it would have been really nice for him to, you know, like throw a no hitter or something. Oh, doing pretty cool, but uh, it did not happen. So let's quickly go through the Friday game as well. A little less to do here was also quite a bit shorter. Um, And then we can jump to our one victory on the weekend. Tech starter Reed Smith gave up back-to-back jacks on back-to-back pitches in the first inning, but he settled down and only allowed two hits and no runs over the next three. And the Bulldogs tied the game in the second inning, thanks in part to a McLeod hit by pitch, followed up by a Kyle Hassler double. That double was Tech's second hit of the day. They would only have one more all night. Reed Smith allowed a couple more runs in the fifth and gets pulled. Ryan Harlan comes in and gives the team four solid innings, but it doesn't really matter because the Bulldog bats were hungover from that Thursday game, and UTSA wins 5-3. to three. Tech had three hits on Friday. Oh, uh, that, uh, and from, yeah, that's feast and famine for you. Yeah, it, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, it feels like every time we do well one night, as in score a bunch of runs and just 
can't miss the baseball when it enters the strike zone. We end up really struggling the next night, and that wasn't quite true uh, last weekend with FAU, but it really was true this week. Yeah, that's three hits. Three hits, three runs somehow, but... (laughs) Well, not great. It's amazing how you can find so many different ways to lose. You can get contact all night, still lose. You can barely hit, lose. Finding new and interesting ways to lose. I'm not really sure if it counts as new and interesting in this case uh, for the Friday game. I like to quote Lane Burroughs in his uh, little mini press conference after the game. I'd say press conference. It's usually to just the tech beat guy. Uh, usually him just yelling. Yeah, he just yells into the ether uh, a paragraph. The first two sentences, though, just story of our season. We didn't pitch last night and we didn't hit tonight. Yeah, maybe we don't need an end of season recap. We can just yeah. use that quote. We can't do both on the same night. It's luckily our first game in the tournament's at 9 a.m. Oh, man, we're going to do it on oh, Sunday, is it? No, actually, it's on we a Wednesday. Oh, man, we're we are so in. That said, the championship game is on a Sunday. Fuck. Well, uh, you haven't gone through all the TSA games, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Tech did win one of these games. Yeah, the Sun. I must have the Sunday game. The only reason we won the third game of the series this week is because we started on Thursday and ended on Saturday. So Tech was able to take home the Saturday victory. But before that W got put up on the scoreboard, it was the third game in a row where the Roadrunner scored two runs in the top of the first. Every single game this weekend, UTSA scored two runs to open the game. But unlike Saturday, especially, Tech also made use of that first frame. A Dalton Davis leadoff home run and an Adarius Myers RBI single evened things up. And that momentum carried into the third inning where Philip Matulia hit a three-run home run to break the tie in his final game at the Love Shack. Dalton Davis, a name I've said a lot tonight, smashed his fourth home run of the weekend to add on in the fourth. And Landon Tompkins really settled down on the mound after that first inning, only allowing one more run for the rest of his appearance. And the rest of the bullpen as well kept the Roadrunners out of it. A couple late sh- solo shots were given up by Greg Martinez and Ethan Bates, uh, but not enough to really make us sweat too much. And Bates does enough to earn his 10th save of the year in the regular season finale. We won a well, game. Yeah, that that's all I took from it. So. Yeah, it was nice to see Landon Tompkins, especially after that first inning, really settle down and have a have a pretty good night. Um See if I can find his stat line really quickly for this game. Uh, five and a third, one hit allowed, and three runs score off of him. Not bad. Those, those runs mostly due to walks where he had four given up throughout this game. But after his appearance at FAU where he gave up five runs on five hits over four innings, uh, I'm really glad that it seems like we have that, that shifting him to the starting lineup and into the rotation uh, has given us at least one more starter to complement Jonathan Fincher because we, we need that help on the, when it comes to starting pitching. Well, uh, there's not much baseball left to be played though. Yeah. If we're going to shine at some point, it needs to be now. It needs to be now. He, he looked good in this game. Jonathan Fincher could use some redemption, I guess. Uh, one thing that got mentioned during one of the games this week that I was listening to the radio for at one point, I think this was the Friday game. Uh, the uh, one of the nets is, had mentioned that uh, Tech had bat their batting average had improved by thirty points or so since uh, from the second half of the season compared to the first half of the season. Not enough to make you league best or anything. Something like from two forty to two seventy or, or something in that range. Uh, but yeah, that's a meaningful improvement. I'm curious how that compares to other teams. Teams usually hit better when the weather gets warmer. But 
if our offense, you know, just kind of clicks for a little bit. We don't need them to be world beaters for a month. We just need them to be world beaters for a weekend, exactly. Wednesday to s- Sunday. Uh, I, I'm not feeling great about this tournament. I don't think I think I felt much better about it the last couple years. Won it last year. Yeah, that, that helps. This team isn't going to be favored by anybody. In fact, they're not even favored to win their first game in the tournament. But this team could pull it together. Like in the most optimistic view on things, this isn't an atrocious team. This isn't a team that has no talent on it. This isn't a team that doesn't have the, any arms, doesn't have any bats. It's a team that hasn't been able to figure it out and put it all together. And we're, what, 50-something games into the year. So they should have by now. Yeah. But I'm just well, saying, you never really know. Like NBA fans always say, all you got to do is make it to the tournament. Yeah, which one of these guys is LeBron? I don't actually know enough about the NBA to really make that reference, but I think I heard something about that about LeBron. Not turning LeBron it on until the playoffs. is a basketball player. Okay, looks like we're on the same boat on yes. this reference. Um, before we actually move fully onto that tournament, though, let's uh, shout out some players of the weekend. I, I will go with old Dalton Davis, who uh, had a... Pretty good OPS, as you mentioned, uh, as uh, you mentioned to me, and um, I, I don't have a stat line in front of me, but apparently he had a pretty good weekend. Yeah, slash line on the weekend: an average of four hundred, an on-base percentage of four. Yeah, that's really and good. An OPS, <laughs> actually, and a slugging, sorry, of one point two six seven. Okay, uh, yeah. add all that up for so, an OPS of one point seven zero four. Four <laughs> home runs in three games. Yeah, that's insane. I that's you picked it. a good guy. A good old Doolin Dalton. Is this his last year? I don't think so. Let's see. Let me, let me double check that. What happened to that kid that came out of left field? No pun intended. Uh, the Arkansas series. Did he? Did he just fade away? Carson Evans. Yeah. <laughs> his last game was in mid-April. Yikes. So maybe an injury too. Yeah, I remember we were all raving about him and just disappeared i never heard his name again dalton davis is a junior so uh, one more year he will be back next year another guy who's a junior is who i'm picking for my player of the week logan mcleod doesn't have as impressive of a of an ops uh, only hitting what 1.270 on the weekend only only 200 points above one in ops he did not do that by hitting for the fences, though, like Dalton Davis did. McLeod just gets on base. When he's at his best, he just reaches base. And he came to bat 14 times and got on base 10 of them. That's really good. 0.714 on base percentage on the weekend. Uh, yeah, that didn't quite work out in that Saturday game uh, where Tech just wasn't able to you know, get any hits together. Again, they only had three on the weekend, but two of the runs of the three came from McLeod. Like as in he was the guy who scored by getting on base via a hit by pitch, a walk, a second walk, and then an error. So he reached every single time in that game. The one thing going for the Bulldogs. I said Saturday. I meant Friday. Game number two. Yeah, he had a tremendous week at the plate from Logan McLeod. Sweet. Yeah, now it's time to preview the tournament. Ah, yes. The real season begins. The Conference USA tournament in Houston, Texas, hosted by... Rice University and their final uh, event for Conference USA before they leave for some other place. Yeah, the American Athletic. I was trying something with greener pastures, but there wasn't really anything to make fun of them for. They're actually moving to a better situation and props to them for that. I I don't blame them for taking that handout. Uh, This is a 
Double Elimination Tournament, or really it's two different Double Elimination Tournaments feeding into a best-of-one championship game. Same format as last year, but just to go over this again, there are eight teams that make the tournament of, I believe, 11 that play conference, or 10 or 11. It's it's every team except North Texas because they don't have a baseball team that we normally see in Conference USA. Uh, those four teams on Tech's side of the bracket are Tech, Charlotte, UTSA, and Middle Tennessee. The other side of the bracket includes Dallas Baptist, the team we're very happy not to be on the same side of the bracket as, Rice, Western Kentucky, and FAU. Rice barely qualifies for the tournament that they're hosting. That would have been kind of funny if they hadn't by getting the eight seed and facing off against Dallas Baptist to open it up. Oh, what seed is Tech? Tech is the sixth seed and will face off against three seed Charlotte first. So we could have we could have been as low. What's a, Is it eight seeds aside? Eight seeds, yeah. We made we managed sixth. I'm surprised yeah. that people don't make these alluded to some teams don't make the tournament. Yeah, let me actually pull that up real quick. Who are the one seeds? Well, the one seed is Dallas Baptist. Oh yeah. But UTSA, the team that Tech just faced this past weekend and took one of three from is the two seed. And Charlotte, the three, FAU the four. Sorry, no, Western Kentucky the four, FAU the five. They're out of order even on their own baseball standings page. The three teams or the two teams that didn't make the tournament, in fact, actually, uh, because there are ten baseball teams in Conference <laughs> USA, because there were eleven football teams with the three schools leaving for yeah. the Sun Belt this year, and North Texas doesn't have a baseball team. Those two teams are FIU and UAB. Both end the year with an overall record of eight and twenty-two. Uh, sorry. They both end with a conference record of eight and twenty-two, uh, and really FIU bad. has the overall record of twenty-one and thirty-four, and UAB seventeen and thirty-six. Oh, UAB is really bad. The Oakland A's of college baseball, the Kansas City Royals, if you will. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the first matchup is against, and I'm sure you said it. Yeah, the Charlotte Forty ers a team that Tech already played this year, like they played every team in the conference this year. But they will open the tournament against Charlotte, and that's how they also opened conference play. They won the first game of conference play, the Friday night game, but lost on Saturday and Sunday. So they went 1-2 and two on that weekend against the 49ers. Uh, that game in the tournament will be played on Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Central, the first game played in this Conference USA baseball bracket. Uh, if they win that game, they will play on Thursday at 12.30 p.m., noon 30 if they lose, they'll play at 9 a.m. on Thursday. So still an early game on Thursday regardless. Because this is a double elimination bracket, they would have to lose twice to be completely eliminated. All these games on this side of the bracket are earlier games. I think because Rice and even more so Dallas Baptist are in the on the other side of the bracket, so they get the more prime time, you can come after work kind of games. Like I said, Tech will open up against Charlotte on Wednesday at 9 a.m. If they lose that game, they'll play Thursday at 9 a.m. If they win, they'll play Thursday at noon 30, 12.30. If they go 2-0, so they beat Charlotte, then they beat the winner of UTSA and Middle Tennessee, they get Friday off and will play Saturday at 9 a.m. against the winner of the loser's bracket. If they end up in the loser's bracket, they may have to play on Friday, and that Friday game would be at 2 p.m. There's a chance that the team that wins their first two games then may lose their third game and we may have to play an extra baseball game that will also be on Saturday. Championship game is Sunday. I just said a bunch of name, a bunch of dates and oh, yeah. uh, and times, but all early games for the most part. So, you know, request work off now. It's not too late, I'm sure. Oh, yes. You want to make sure you're able to watch them. 
if Tech makes the championship game, we'll do an, a, an emergency pod because I don't feel like previewing Dallas Baptist Rice, West Kentucky, and FAU just because <laughs> we might play one of them. And if, so. if they inexplicably win the whole thing, we will do the very the the first in the history of the podcast extra special emergency podcast. Yes. I'm curious where the regional sites are predicted to be right now. Grambling. <laughs> Grambling. Uh, LSUS. San Diego. Uh, they're just all Louisiana schools. Slide L. <laughs> why not? Bo's your city. Yeah, why not? Okay, let's see. They predict Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Austin, Texas, Gainesville, Florida, Brighton or Boston, Massachusetts, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Stillwater, Oklahoma, Stanford, California, Auburn, Alabama, Clemson, South Carolina, nice. Coral Gables, Florida, Nashville, Tennessee, Conway for Coastal Carolina, North Carolina, Charlottesville, Virginia, and Lexington, Kentucky. Did you say Charlottesville? Yes, Charlotte, uh, for University of Virginia. It kind of sounded like you said Charlottesville. I may have. It sounded like you did. Charlottesville, which is where Dave Matthews Band is from. I guess we've come full circle from the opening. We have. We have. It's also probably the most drivable one for me if Tech def- somehow makes enough noise to get invited, probably by winning. I, actually, I, they would definitely need to win uh, the yeah. tournament. And that's really <laughs> the thing here is that Tech can still make a regional. This is like basketball. If you win the tournament, you're in. It doesn't matter how poorly the regular season went. It doesn't matter how under <laughs> how far you, you felt like you fell throughout the course of that year. You can make Tech it or break it right now. Yeah, Tech can still Which win. Tech can still go to Omaha. Hard to believe. Yeah, They probably won't because just because what's past is prologue doesn't mean it didn't happen. But it could happen. Well... As much disappointment as we've suffered through this season, it sure would be quite outrageous to win the tournament. I take that. I mean, uh, after everything we've been through this year, I, I sure would consider the season incredibly successful if they were to somehow do it. Yeah, I don't think you can call a season unsuccessful if you make a regional at our <laughs> level. I went twenty-seven and twenty-nine during the regular season, but then we won the conference and made it to a regional. I'm not gonna hold my breath, but. Uh, yeah, so I think that's all the baseball we have to talk about right now. Thanks. So let's go ahead and enter our end of show bits. Let's do this week's Tweet of the Week. Well, I guess we'll keep it in the baseball realm for this week's Tweet of the Week because I want to go ahead and give it to Balan- at Balance and Matt or Matt Balanson on Twitter. Um, his tweet's more of a link to a story that he wrote for the Reston Leader uh, about Jonathan Fincher and kind of a behind-the-scenes look at his life and his career at, at Louisiana Tech. And while it kind of cheats and isn't, you know, 256 characters or whatever, because it's a whole blog post. Um, it was really cool to see. And it's one of those things you just love to see at the end of the year, because especially in baseball, it feels like such a long journey throughout the course of a season that when you get to the very end, it's kind of hard not to be sentimental about the guys that you've seen, not just this year, but in years prior, we think about all the success tech has had the past few years and how instrumental Jonathan Fincher was to all that. And so it's really a great read. Um, we've already Tweeted it out once, um, I think quote tweeted it, but we'll probably have to do it again with telling everyone that's the tweet of the week because it's it's a special story to read. Yeah, I haven't taken the time to do so myself. I've seen it linked a couple times on Twitter, but I'll have to get around to reading it. The millennials don't read anymore. It is true. But Fincher's been at Tech for six years, definitely instrumental in program emerging uh, just, uh, just a few seasons ago. We all... Most of us, uh, 
maybe not Nathan, but most of us didn't consider tech baseball a worthwhile thing to talk about because, frankly, they were not great uh, for quite a while. And then the one year we decided to be all gung-ho about it was arguably the greatest year in the history of the program, or one of the greatest years. And Jonathan Fincher's middle name is Key, and he's been a real key to our success lately. Brutal. He's a key pitcher. He is a key pitcher. So, anyway, it's been great with him. I know he's had some ups and downs this year. I hope it doesn't hurt his draft stock too much. I'm uh, curious where that is. Yeah. Is he? Because we talked was a couple weeks ago about the the FAU player that was predicted to go first overall, first round or whatever. <laughs> yeah, first overall. I mean, maybe. Yeah, he seems to be insanely good. But yeah, I haven't seen too much draft buzz sadly about Fincher and I hope that changes because he's really shown that that whether it's out of the bullpen whether it's starting he's he's game for the task in a way that reminds me a lot of Junior Lofton not that Junior Lofton is all that good of a baseball pitcher no I don't think he although I've never seen him try so who am I to judge well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where it's been a while since we've had a story posted. Maybe now that we're in the offseason, we'll have some more goofy things enter our uh, blog post folder. But even before that happens, you can head there and get this month's shirt of the month which you may recognize from being our sticker of the year. Not that we call it that, but the bulldog driving the blue car, wearing sunglasses. It's a it's a great design, I say, because I, I'm not the one that actually designed this one. Uh, and it's great on a sticker. It's great on a shirt. And you can get it either in a blue, red or Columbia blue with this called sky blue shirt. Go and get that now for the rest of May. It's five dollars off while it's the shirt of the month. Once we enter June, we'll have a different shirt for that shirt of the month, and this one will be $5 more expensive. It's as cheap as $20, depending on your size, and you should get one now. gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Real quick, I am playing, as I tend to do, MLB The Show while uh, we record. And I am a first baseman, and I'm a slugging first baseman. I got a ton of homers. But for some reason, they've thrown me into pitch in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> How many points is your team losing by? How many Running runs? by two. <laughs> huh. They put me out here. Okay. They put me out here. <laughs> and I just got an out. They brought me in for one. I uh, got ground out. So I'm not going to get credited with the win or the save, but uh, how strange. I don't know why it had me pitch. Anyway, the tournament, the CUSA tournament is starting.